Uh-oh. It's that time. Oh, no. Eddie, you left the door unlocked, didn't you? What? There's a door? <laughs> the door to the vault, man! Oh, shit, that's right. We always say at the end of the episode, don't forget to lock up. You forgot up. to I lock fly. up! You're fired! I can't be fired. You don't pay me. <laughs> I don't pay myself. All right, well, I left. My bad. Uh, <laughs> Welcome back inside the video vault. It's your boy, JB. Hey, I'm Eddie, the worst boy. <laughs> Anyway, as you can tell by the background music, it's Halloween. Yep, that's right. Halloween. Yeah. Uh, what kind of candy are you looking forward to? Crunch bars. Oh, yeah. You do love your crunch bars, don't do you? I do love crunch bars. Yeah, for me, it's either Three Musketeers or Reese's. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Reese's, though. I could have... <clears throat> I could have a lot of those and then suddenly not want Reese's for like a week. Does that make sense? I don't know. I get burned down on Reese's. See, I got, I got my the one Reese's pumpkin that I allow myself a year recently. Oh. I was on my way to my therapist's office, and yeah, and I didn't realize it was in my pocket, and it started melting. So I, so I had to put the entire thing in my mouth before getting in there. They always—that's like the curse of those things. They always melt. Like they always are just like in your pocket at some point. You're like, oh, I'll save this one for later, and then like a week later, you have chocolate everywhere. It's it's every one of those that I've had. And uh, but speaking of curses, uh, contrary to the theme song, we are not reviewing Halloween on Halloween. Guess what it is, folks? Here it is. You can give them time to... You can give them a chance to... <laughs> That's right, folks. It's The Mummy today. We got three films to talk about. We got the original Mummy with Boris Karloff and then uh, two of your favorites. Well, yeah, I mean, I love that. I mean, we're talking... We're talking Brandon Fraser. We're talking... The Rachel Mummy. Weiss. We're talking Rachel Weiss. We are talking... Oh, man. I forgot the rest of the actors in that movie. But the, we are talking The Mummy, and we are talking The Mummy Returns. Uh, I cannot freaking wait. Oh, God, it's so good. I remember The Mummy Returns. Oh, first of all, it's going to be a great segue, because we do talk about wrestling, and we do talk about movies, and who's in this movie, but of course... The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. In his first role. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get, get to, to that. We'll get My to that in a second. Boy, All right. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. My brand. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Josh, uh, if you want to take this one, uh, get us started. All right, well, we'll, we'll, kick us, we'll kick it off the original just to kind of set the stage for the story of The Mummy. Um, pretty much um, <clears throat> a, a pr- Egyptian priest. Oh, by the way, sorry, we're not talking about the Tom Cruise Mummy at all. Oh, ugh, no. Never. I didn't even bother with that one. Are you kidding me? Yeah. What, right. it was like 20% Rotten Tomatoes? Fun fact, 16. You weren't wrong. Okay. All right. Tom Cruise should just stop making those kinds of movies. Yeah, Tom Cruise should go back to doing what he does best, which is being Top Gun short. 2. Top Gun 2. Oh. Um, yeah, okay. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Sorry, Rick Sanchez moment there. <laughs> Love a love a dub dub. All right, so let's, uh, let's move. All right, so... The original Mummy, 1932, Universal, Boris Karloff again, because apparently uh, Bela Lugosi can't be cast anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so the story, Egyptian priest is trying to resurrect his lady love, Mm -hmm. Um, is pretty much much, um, cursed, buried alive, um, because he he violates orders in using the scroll of Thoth. That's right. Yeah. Um, And the original Mummy, it's like... It's not really a horror movie so much as it is a love story that lasts a thousand years. Yeah. Because um, uh, Emotep, the mummy, he's he's not so much a, mal- a malicious entity or being. It's that it's just like he just wants to to resurrect his girlfriend. Yeah. That's it. I mean, uh, it's interesting because you know um, the nineteen ninety nine version. Was yeah, ninety nine May nineteen ninety nine. Was the return? Was re- wait returns to two thousand one, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I was I was I was ten when that movie came. Okay, great. Yeah. So the you know yeah they they do a little bit of a better job justifying the evil in the in in the nineteen ninety nine version, which we'll go into into full depth way later because I will talk about that movie for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, every episode. Yeah, because because um, like the whole concept is around the mummy's curse. Yes, the scroll. Uh, yeah, whereas the, in the original uh, the the curse, it's not so much. On the individual, it's on, um, hey, the curse is not going to happen, just don't open this damn box. <laughs> yeah. And those greedy archaeologists open the box. Always greedy archaeologists. That's, yeah. That's the problem, is they're always greedy archaeologists. Really, we're all, we're all doing types of messed up, because archaeologists are apparently the worst people um, in the world. Uh, because every movie starts, like any movie with like, it was like a historical drama of some sort, yeah. where like... We're releasing the evil of a thousand years. It's always like some greedy archaeologist. He's like, well, it's it's funny that you mention that because the the first mummy movie came out 
I think about a decade after um, um, after they opened up King Tut's tomb, and they all die. Uh, well, no, well, no, because um, um, all right, let's give some backstory. Howard Carter was a British archaeologist who went to search for the treasures of Tutankhamun. Mm-hmm. He brought along a uh, Lord Carnarvon, Lady Evelyn, to Egypt with him. Mm-hmm. Now they found all these treasures a year after the fact. Uh, Lord Carnarvon is he's shaving, and, and he, he yeah. cuts the mosquito bite, he gets and infected, he, and he dies. Yeah, dies. yeah. Everyone's like, oh no, curse of the mummy. Put them all back. Don't go hunting in Egypt again. But meanwhile, Carter doesn't doesn't die until 1939, well after the fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, so. I mean, there were, it's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's hysteria. It's yellow journalism. It, it was reported in the actual news that he <laughs> died of the mummy's curse. Right. And also just so happened that he was also traveling with that. I think it has to do more with the fact that he, his name was so synonymous with that Kurt, uh, that tomb, because he was traveling with it all across the world at that point yeah. too. He was he was raking the dough. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Any any way that he could have died, if he had, unless he had died like an old natural co- of of natural causes, uh, there was always going. Yeah, because be, Car- Lord Carnarvon, I think he was only in his fifties when he died of that. Which I mean, is was ancient for the for the time. Yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of like the equivalent of let's being say late sixties today. Yeah, well, I, I think it's even more because I mean, I I was just reading, um, I was reading a an article about Eleanor Rigby, Rigby uh, of Beatles fame. Um, yeah. and they were like, she died at forty four. That's like the that's like the person they think quote unquote they based the but they didn't. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, there's a tombstone. I mean, I, yeah, there's a tombstone in a Liverpool cemetery. Yeah, and it says yeah. Eleanor Rigby, and uh, hey, you got the Beatles. Uh, yeah, yeah, Beatles. yeah. In my apartment, guys, um, from where I sit when we record these episodes. There's actually a Sgt. Pepper poster right behind me, so Eddie always has a full view of that. And it's really funny so. that I've never mentioned it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, she, they were like, oh, yeah, she was, like, th- th- like, 1940, I think, something like that. But she was 44. So they were like, she was positively ancient at that time. Like, everybody was ancient by 44. Almost the exact like, opposite of King Tut, because uh, Tutankhamun was, I think, 13. In 13 or 14 when he passed away. Yes. And we've since found out he actually had... Big. A lot of health problems, like walk, like used a cane to walk because his feet were all twisted up. I think he might have maybe inbreeding, because the Egyptians for a while married brother to sister. Yeah. So I mean, it was a different time back then. <laughs> um, yeah, back then, three thousand. Yeah. So, but that, but <laughs> thing was, they're all like four foot three at that time. <laughs> but then uh, you get all these mummy, these mummy movies after the after the King Tut exhibition where. The the real monsters, not the mummy himself, but the curse. Yeah, and so in this original one, it says, "Hey, don't open the box, or else you're gonna, or else like, because it's cursed. Mm-hmm. Open it up, bad things will happen." Yes. And it's not so much that the box is cursed; they open it up. There's the the scroll of Thoth, mm-hmm. which resurrects people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. sure enough, you read that, even if it's just quietly to yourself. Surprise! Karloff wakes up. Yep. Now. Poor Boris Karloff for this movie, because when he's in full mummy regalia, which is only in the, the very beginning of the film, and maybe for a hot minute at the end, eight hours of makeup. Yes. This guy did four hours of makeup for Frankenstein, eight for for the mummy, and meanwhile he's laying back there in the coffin, you gotta wonder, maybe he's actually asleep, because that sounds exhausting. Yeah, I mean, he probably really was tired after all that. I mean, especially because, remember, this is 1932, we're talking about, yeah. this is like the rise of... Horror makeup. So I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like his his makeup nowadays probably would have taken maybe about an hour and a half, maybe two. But uh, sorry, I sneezed. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think. Well, well, in, in lieu of makeup today, though, they probably would have just done motion capture like they, like they did with uh, Arnold Vosloo oh. in in Mummy and Mummy Returns. Yeah, that's like a whole different. That was like the rise. I think I think uh, makeup is making a comeback. Uh, I th- I think. Uh, Knock on wood. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But I think it's becoming like an art. It's 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 more of an art form now than it was back then. Yeah. Um, back then it was like makeup. Like we're gonna work on this together. But nowadays you have people who sit in chairs for forty, you know, for like five six hours to look like you know someone else. Uh, yeah. Completely. I think his makeup was actually. I'm not sure about this. I'm gonna just say that right now. Yeah. I think his makeup was very basic, but it was the beginning of something. Yeah. It was like the. It was like the. The he was like I mean he was like the rise of Hollywood the start makeup. the start of what inspired guys like Rick Baker or um, Robert Englund yeah yeah well Robert Englund Freddy Krueger you mean yeah 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 but he he didn't design the makeup I was talking I was talking oh, about more than the, the makeup artist sorry I was talking about 
um, what like the I, amount of time it takes yeah, to yeah, yeah, sit yeah, in the course. chair and do that yeah. and like uh, really yeah. take it in. Sorry about that. Yes, uh, but you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, and so pretty much with the original mummy, he's just trying to. He there's this lady Helen Grovesner who is um, Princess Anxanamen, um resurrected or reincarnated. He's smitten with her. He's trying to use the mummy magic to lure her to him, inducing heart attacks to certain people. Yes. And, and you get, you get That's the funny thing. It's inducing of heart attacks. And it's going to... I'll bring this back later. Yeah. And, it, and of course, you get the typical universal cast of characters. You got David Manners back mm-hmm. as, the, as the main dude, because you remember him as Jonathan Harker from Dracula. That's right. You got Edward Van Sloan, who was Van Helsing in Dracula, was... Uh, the professor in Frankenstein, like pretty much the, the one of the monsters' first victims. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so, yeah. In other words, universally using their usual database of actors, Karloff, almost chameleon-like, because because like when he when he's on screen, it's almost like being in a dreamlike state. Because the mummy, he's woken up from a long sleep, and I don't know about you, but if I'd been asleep for thousands and thousands of years, I'd wake up and I'd I'd be very loopy for a long time. Yeah, he handled it pretty well. Yeah, he did. Um, I mean, he, the first thing he does is he becomes a mummy and then he's like, oh wait, I'm going to be a normal person for a while. Like, he spends 10 how, years. How did that happen, by the way? Like, how do they, they never really explain how that happens. He just like sucking souls out of people or? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, it's the 30s, man, come on. Yeah, and <laughs> means I think, I think, I think my my personal theory is that um, he was probably fine to begin with. Like he probably wasn't as decomposed as we're giving credit. Oh yeah, he just had to, like, does, had to like take all the bandages. He off does look terrible. Like even as a human. Yeah, know, he's, he's all dried out, out de- sunken. Yeah. yeah, he still looks like a dead person. Yeah, it's good moisturizing. <laughs> Oil of the land, Egypt, nineteen thirty-two. Yeah. Yeah, but then, um, and then they made, Universal made a slew of other mummy movies, but this, that, they weren't canon because, whereas this mummy was, um, High Priest Emotep. Yes. The, uh, these other films used a mummy named Karis. Yes. I mean, when Ham, when Hammer did their version of the mummy, which I think is better than the Universal one. Hammer did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> Hammer was fine. I yeah, mean, I mean, I mean, Christopher Lee, he's, um, he's Karis. Peter Cushing is, is the, is the main character. I mean, it's just... It's well done. It's typical Hammer that's very gothic, very British. Um, but anyway, they kind of abandoned canon. Um, not quite a fuck you to Karloff, but kind of like disregard that whole love story bit. I mean, they only did it minimally. I mean, it was pretty much a slasher film with a Night Stalker. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't really... I mean, I'm not a particularly huge fan of it. Um, yeah. I think it's okay. But I... you know, For what it is, it's fine. It's weird, because like, really, like, the Hammer films tried too hard to be, to, I think, beat up the Universal movies, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of times when we were, like, watching the Hammer, like, especially, like, I've watched about three Hammer films over the past yeah. month, and it feels like every single one of them is, like, trying, it, it, it's, it reeks of trying to outdo the Universal originals, which isn't even fair, because those are 20 years later, you know I, I mean? wouldn't say that they're trying to outdo the Universal ones in terms of film quality, they're just trying to push the envelope, the envelope a little more because, you know, that that's where you had um, the low-cut dresses with Dracula's wives. You got the shorter skirts. No, no, no I, agree. I, I agree. It is pushing the envelope, but it also feels like a massive fuck you to the Universals. Uh, as, uh, also, you know, like, when you watch reboots or remakes today, it always feels like there's a little bit of... Well, let me carry you with that. Maybe, maybe it was more of a, a giant fuck you to the, um, to the British band on horror films that was prevalent throughout the late 30s and early 40s. Just saying, hey, censors, what are you going to do about this? Horror's popular again. What's going to happen? Oh, can't do anything. Here you go. I mean, that too. That's probably Yeah. But then now let's fast forward uh, 60 plus years into the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is time for 1999. The great Jerry Goldsmith with the very scary soundtrack. Um, play, now, play, play, the, play the ending theme. Oh, the ending thing? The one where they're walking through the desert on the camel. That's the best one. Oh, this one right here? Yeah. yeah. I, I think this is it, right? I think that's just... It's the finale and end credits. Oh, yeah. I love this song. Yeah, I mean, this definitely has the feel of... I mean, I like the, I like the entire soundtrack. Yeah, it, it's great. But whereas the first one is kind of... A, the original Mummy, 1932, is, is kind of a love story... This one, it's, it's Indiana Jones. This is Indiana Jones. It's exact. It's Indiana um, Jones with more guns. 
I mean, it's, it's got this very Robert E. Howard feel of this like old '30s pulp novel where it because we because full disclosure, folks. Sorry to disappoint. We don't have any sound clips from these movies because they're so action packed that to to find a good sound clip, it's it's pointless. Yeah, it'd be a little tough. Um, yeah. I just want to point out really quick. I love this movie to death. Um, I, yeah, your mom loves it too. You told me. Okay, fuck you, Josh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, just like, yeah, your mom loves this movie too. All right, Josh. Well, thanks. Thanks. Well, no, 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 you told no. Me. I did tell. I, I, yeah. I had the response ready before you finished that. Uh, yes, my mom uh, watched this movie. Uh, I think grand total of maybe seventeen times in theaters. What? Yeah. Wow. She has owned every copy of this movie. You can buy VHS, DVD. She has it in Blu-ray, uh, and she has all three of those uh, still. And she has it downloaded on her laptop. Wow. My mom really likes this movie. Uh, I don't blame her. This is one of my favorite movies as well. Um, she can quote this movie uh, from... My mom has a couple movies that she's like that with. Uh, the Shadow, for one, is uh, one of those movies. With Baldwin? Yeah, she likes that movie a lot. God, I, I mean, it's a, that that's one. just more... That's just more for... That's just more because of good times. I mean, you know, I was born... I was like... We had just moved to Riverdale that year, so like mm-hmm. I said... She was like, it was just like a time where like she really, she really liked that time, like ninety four to like ninety or like to two thousand was like a good time period for my mom. Yeah. So she's like enamored with that time period. Um. So anything that came out during that time, she loves it. Uh. Anything that was like actiony and started like a good looking dude, she loved it. Uh. She loves Brendan Fraser. She loves Gods and Monsters, which you brought up before. Yeah. L- um, let's and Brendan Fraser in this because prior uh, prior to this movie, yeah, he had done Gods and Monsters, with, which is about James Whale, who did uh, two Frankenstein movies. But also, he was primarily a comedian. Yeah, he's a comedian. Because you know, he did comedian, he did you know uh, George, George in the Jungle, Encino Man, Encino Man, uh, Airheads, Airheads. That's right. Um, um, he did. Oh, he did a uh, uh, the one about the pitcher. Oh, the uh, Scout. The Scout. I love that yeah. movie. Yankees. Yeah, um, so, so he's, he's a, a big, he's a big goofball, but in your, this one he's kind of showing his badass side as Rick O'Connell. Yeah, I mean, he's doing he's pulling a Chris Pratt. Yeah, 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 he is pulling a Chris Pratt. This is a Michael Keaton move. This is a Michael Keaton yeah. Chris Pratt. There's always that like one guy, couple yeah. guys who like can break out into that acting range uh, where they're now like the badasses who yeah, are and fight. Bruce Willis did it. Yeah, he did. And and this the, just the opening of this film because we we're gonna play one clip I found just the way that this film is opens up. It's perfect, because just give it a listen. Hades, city of the living, crown jewel of Pharaoh Seti I, home of Imhotep, Pharaoh's high priest, keeper of the dead, birthplace of Anaxunamun, Pharaoh's mistress. No other man was allowed to touch her. <laughs> just that. That like almost Omar Sharif esque narration <laughs> by uh, Oded Fair, who's Ardeth Bay in this, and what's Boris Karloff's? Ardeth, uh, Ardeth Bay. Yeah, yeah, in that's the, a, yeah, that's a that's a fun little that's a fun little thing that I didn't. I realize. am Ardeth Bay. I am Ardeth Bay. Like yeah, it's like yeah. It's, it's a fun. Um, I didn't realize that myself when I until like years later when I actually watched. I was like, oh yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a the, the guy, guy from yeah the He's magic a, the magic yeah. Um, the Magi, which, uh... I want to uh, be a Magi. Well, you are, because you're getting Assassin's Creed Origins, and that's about the Magi. Yeah! Can't wait. the Magi, apparently the original Assassins or whatever. I don't know. I read nice. that. Nice. I mean, that's just what the original, that's what the that, That's is. the first spoiler I've ever been happy to hear. It's not really a spoiler. It's on the back of the cover. Oh. It's on the back of the thing. Well, I, like, haven't, I haven't seen the back of the cover oh, yet. Oh, it's just like the Magi are, uh, the original assassins, and then that's what leads to the origins. Nice. Um, or whatever. I don't know. It's it's a plotless game series at this point. There's I don't 11, care. There's, there's 11 of these games. They're still fun. You get the pet cats. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, just, um, so the premise of this is that Emotep is once again the priest, except this time, uh... He, they straight up murder uh, the, fa- the pharaoh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah and they, they, he's a bad guy. And pharaoh, tough guy, is clearly being disemboweled. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he's totally gay. Also, it's great because it's like, no man's allowed to touch her. And then, how do they tell? Because she's covered in gold paint. And he 
that that dum dum that he is because he's apparently the most educated person in Egypt, but he can't figure out that gold paint smears because that's what he does. He kisses her and it smears her gold paint. And the way they do, they straight up drop this dude's body, and it's great. They fucking murder this dude. And it's terrible. And not only that, like they're stabbing him several times, stays on his feet when he's like, oh my god, I'm getting killed. <laughs> also, also I want to point out this dude, Imhotep, straight up, like I think also tries to start a revolution in Egypt. Like they never really say it, but like there is like a whole scene where He's trying to bring up Anoxin Amun back to life. Yeah, 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 because the, the, the whole... Um, with oh, this, she gets straight up killed, by the way. Well, yeah, well, no, she kills herself. Yeah, yeah, but I mean... Kills yeah, herself. my body is no longer his temple. Um, and so the plan is, okay, yeah, she'll, she'll kill herself. Emotep, since he's the high priest, keeper of the dead, he'll resurrect her at the sacred city of Hamunatra. Hamunatra, yeah. The city of the dead. Yep. He gets busted, and then he and his boys get mummified alive. Oh, yeah. Now, now for those of you who have uh, never studied ancient Egypt and social studies, whatever kids are calling it these days, History. mummification is not pretty. No, it's gross. Yeah, now... now, now oh, wait, by the way, I just want to point out, this is a big difference between the original movie, and this actually, I think, will go into uh, answering... The, or, uh, this movie trying to answer the question of the original, is like, how did he turn out all right? Yeah. Um, yeah. In the original one, they don't do this. What Josh is about to say. I mean, in the, in the original one, they just they pretty much wrap him up with the bandages and bury him alive. This one, they pull out his innards and put him into seven different jars or uh, five. No, in um, in okay, well, well, traditional mummification um, with the body, and here's how here's it is, folks. So imagine this being done to you no, alive. Don't do this to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So pretty much, they took either uh, an iron hook or a red hot poker. Stuck it up your nose, pulled your brain out through your nostrils. That's right. Yeah, and then they would um, take out. But I believe it was your your stomach, uh-huh. your intestines, your liver, and your lungs. They put those into the into the four uh, canopic jars. Yes, so five, not seven. Yeah, the heart and the heart was taken out as well and put in a separate box. Yes. Um, now that's happening to to his boys, but meanwhile, Emotep is getting the special treatment, the humdai. Which it's like, yeah, it is the it is the punishment that is so bad that pretty much the preacher saying, we are writing this for the worst kind of blasphemers and hope that we never have to use it. Yeah, they so uh, they 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 cut out his tongue. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, and then the scene where they have the poker and it's like coming at him, he's like, no, no, and they're like, yeah, like they go and they're like the POV shot, not the POV shot, but like of it going closer and closer to his face, and then next shot he's like completely covered in monkey. Yeah, because I because I don't I don't think they disemboweled him. They did. That's what he has the five jars. Yeah, but th- that doesn't make sense because to be disemboweled and then wrapped up, you that would have killed that would kill you already. Because to have all those major organs taken out, you would have bled to death. Right, it's a movie. Just let it go. No, <laughs> I'm pretty sure this, this is, is science, Eddie. They they, they they disemboweled him and found a way to keep him alive. Okay, it doesn't matter because the scarabs were put in the coffin with him and they slowly ate him alive. But he's yeah okay. <laughs> but the point is, man, there's a right. special toilet compartment in the casket so that he could get it taken out. I, you so, know, I'm gonna look this up. Uh, but I'm pretty sure they disemboweled him. Okay, anyway, so... Because they have the five jars. The five jars is the whole yeah, point. Yeah, okay. Of the, that's, those are his Maybe the jars were there and they weren't empty. And they were empty. No, they weren't, because he pull, he opens them up and he goes like that, and he blows, blows like the ash out of it. There's ash in there. There's definitely something in those jars. Okay, anyway. Um, moving Sorry on. Sorry to argue this. <laughs> no worries. And then you got, um, what's it called? Um... You fast forward to Egypt several days later, then you got Academy Award winner Rachel Weisz as right. as a Evie Carnahan. And this is this is a clear example of someone. It, it was a money grab for her because it was the opportunity, and puts her on the map. It's the, it's a perfect example of someone doing a, like a goofy movie in the past before moving on to bigger and better things. Yeah, but this is not a goofy movie. This is the money. It's totally goofy, but it's it's a, a, it's a, it's a fun movie. movie. It's a goofy movie. Yeah, it's a fun. Yeah, it's a fun dumb yeah. movie. I don't think anybody really thought this movie would be, like, that successful. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it, but it, it, like, it was kind of like the first summer blockbuster of the season, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a summer blockbuster. That's what it was. Yeah, it wasn't then, a, it, I don't think it... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll and, leave it at that. And Arnold Vosloo as Emotep just knocks it out of the park. I mean, he's he's gonna, he will forever just be that character. To me. Yeah, and, and since then, because he, he was also in, in a couple of the Darkman movies. He was in... Darkman. <laughs> yeah, he was also... Um, in Blood Diamond as Colonel Kutzi. 
He was. Yeah. You're right. Oh, he's so good at that role. You know yeah, because he's got he's got that very deep South African accent. Yeah. Oh, by the way, they did totally disembowel him, but the curse keeps him alive. Oh, with like with like some incantation. Okay. Yeah, that's why they're yeah. chanting that the entire time. Sorry, right. I couldn't let that one go. Good. <laughs> it's all right. Anywho, um, so then, um, then you got E.B. Cornyn, who's this little mild-mannered librarian, got the hair up with the glasses, kind of geekly adorable. Then you find out, oh, she's actually kind of hot. But, uh, e- but E.B.'s a badass, because she's so smart, she's the main Egyptologist of the group, unlike her brother Jonathan, who... Who's a pain in the ass. He's a riot, is what he is. love him. Yeah, John Hannah is playing, like, the, the British dandy party boy, only wants, wants to get all this Egypt stuff so he can sell it. Make a quick buck. <laughs> the Scottish accent sometimes fleeting in and out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but skip ahead to the good part. Uh, which good part? There's several of them. I mean, just, you know, you know the character we're all waiting for. Oh, Rick O'Connell. Oh, yeah. Save, Rick, for, save oh. from the gallows. Oh, Rick O'Connell. The only man to ever get hung, survive, and then just Fun fact, become a Fun uh, Brendan Fraser, when they were shooting that scene, actually almost died. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. like, like um, so there was some botch on the stun, and they had to resuscitate him. <laughs> Brandon Fraser won't die, I guess. Goofy Canadian bastard. Um, Sorry, Brandon. We, we love you. Seriously, we do. So. I will watch this movie again. Rick again. O'Connell. I mean, come on. What do you have to He's say? Like, I think I dressed up as Rick O'Connell for Halloween once. Oh, that's a great Halloween it costume. It is. It's easy. Khaki pants, white shirt. You got maybe like a blue, Gun belt. Gun belt, blue bandana um, yeah. around the neck, boots. And yeah. just like a, just like a kind of always not wanting to be here attitude because Rick yeah. O'Connell's whole gimmick is just I don't want to be here <laughs> I try. I told you guys to leave but you didn't listen it's like yeah and and just so many times when I mean, you got these mummies who are like their main thing is roaring and in one, in one scene I forget whether it's in the middle or towards the end he's got the guns he's like ah! and they're like ah! and he's like he's like, like, he's like he's, uh, he has a, a sword yeah ah! Ah! Uh-uh. Runs away. <laughs> he, he does. He just he bails out 100 degrees. Yeah. It's great. Uh, that's my favorite. That's one of the best. Uh, he's like, he like runs at him and he's like, nah, I don't need this in my life. Yeah, so, and then Evie brings the money back, the mummy back to life. Uh, oh, wait. Can we talk about my favorite character in the whole movie, though? Uh, oh, Benny? Benny, yeah. Oh, you Benny. didn't even know Benny was my favorite character. Benny's the best character because of how everybody reacts to him. Yeah. Everyone hates Benny. What, what nationality is Benny supposed to be? I think Benny's also Egyptian. No, but he kind of has, like, the Eastern European accent, though. I mean, it's easy to look up. I mean, whatever. Either way, Kevin J. O'Connor, regular Stephen Summers go-to. Was he? I, I, yeah, he looks like a piece of shit Casey Affleck. Who looks <laughs> like a piece of shit Casey Affleck. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm Rick. Sorry. I, mean, I, I mean to get the treasure. I mean, it's, it's also very anti-Semitic. <laughs> Because oh, he, he yeah. lifts up, he starts talking in Hebrew, and the mummy goes, ah, the language of the slaves. And I was like... Perhaps like, you can help me. And I was like, all right, well... I mean, yeah, that, that's, not so much, that's not, not so much anti-Semitic as it is historically accurate, because the Jews were the slaves of the Egyptians for years. I mean, you, you can say that one. You're, yeah. You're the, you're... I, I'm a Jew, folks. I can, I'm, I'm saying this is not anti-Semitic. At least I don't think it is. Yeah. Um, so. I was just like... Oh, but, well. Plus, the character Benny does not look Jewish. He's, He's Hungarian. Oh, all right. That explains it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, you know, I like. If you're ever wondering, there's a whole, whole Wikipedia about the mummy. I'm not talking. <laughs> I'm not talking. It's called the Wikipedia. The Wikipedia. It has everything you need to know about the mummy. Yeah, but Benny's just this little slimy character. Hey, Rick. It looks like I got all the horses. Yay, Benny! Uh, hey, Benny. We're on the other side of the water. You're on the wrong side of the river. Oh yeah, that's like uh, yeah, and it's just it's, and it's like just a great line. And they get camels, which are faster than horses. Yeah, and it, it's just like this this pulp ver- this pulp novel of a movie where you got like you know the cowboys going there because they want to get paid. Hey, with your five hundred dollars, we get to ham and after before you do, O'Connell. Yeah, but who beats them? Evie. Yeah, it, got five hundred dollars. Watching Evie in this is so weird for me because Ra- Rachel Vice is beautiful, but just the way, just her mannerisms. And the way she looks throughout the movie, she looks like the classier version of this guy who used to know his wife who was a crazy person. <laughs> like, it was like, wow, if your wife actually had class and social skills, this is who she could be, but she doesn't. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know who this person is. <laughs> we, and we're not going to name names. Not going to name names, so I not have no background names. on this. Uh, but, uh, um, <laughs> no, all right. Yeah, th- throwing shade in the podcast, I can't believe, this is a new low for me. 
Um, also, <laughs> the other character. Oh, and also, just back, back, going back, just really quick. Yeah, the Magi, uh, who start off as being the kind of like the crazy bad guys, but then turn out that they're actually like good. You know, like and yeah, because Ardeth Bay is a badass. Ardeth like, Bay, he, he's probably like because Benny's your favorite character in the movie. I mean, it's really Rick O'Connell. I'm just joking. Yeah, no, Benny. but I I love Ardeth Bay just because this is a guy who's surrounded by mummies, only has a sword. You think he's a dead man walking? Next thing you know, he's in the desert on his horse, and everything's fine. Yeah, at the end of the movie, he's like, he's like, my friends, I'm so happy that I, we survived. I am so, my friends, I am so happy. And then he's uh, like, and then it turns out he's okay. Ardeth Bay won't die too. That's all. Like that's like comes a running gag, I think, in the other movies too. In the other movies yeah. too, because Ardeth Bay also like in the Mummy Returns. I'm gonna get to that later. But then he does the same thing in the Mummy Returns too, where like you think he dies, and guess what? He doesn't. He just won't yeah. Die. Now let now let's shift him up. Now let, let's stay on the money a little longer because Evie reading from the Book of the Dead. Uh oh, resurrects Emotep. Yep. All hell breaks loose. Yep. Ten plagues of Egypt are unleashed on are unleashed on the on the group. Oh, scarabs. I'm sorry. Yeah, this movie made me afraid of scarabs. Apparently scarabs aren't flesh eating bugs, uh, as much as I thought they were. But for like, oh, the warden, the warden of the prison, who takes it to the <laughs> he takes one to the brain really fast and then yeah. he's like like runs into the wall and dies, and that really messed up my head for like my entire. Yeah, life. the scarabs royally messed me up as well. Yeah, I mean, and, and like the mummification scene or scene or Yeah, later. that was a little over the top. But the scarabs I literally took for fact for about seven years that if I ever got to Egypt, I was staying away from scarabs. Yeah. I really thought that they were like they would burrow into my skin and kill me. Oh, yeah. like the part where Jonathan. Oh, and then like Jonathan gets the scarab in his arm, and they're like da 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 da. They like grab the thing and they cut it out of him. Yeah, no which anesthesia. Could have killed a person because where did they cut? They cut in an area where people usually cut to commit suicide. So uh, it's like. Well, no, no, they cut him uh, up in the shoulder though. Really good? I they cut him out the wrist. No, shoulder. Oh, they, yeah. Is that what uh, they did? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, so they, had the, they get the fight. Mummy's defeated thanks to the Book of Amun-Ra. Um, and we get to rehash this whole adventure again in The Mummy Returns. Wait, wait, before we go into The Mummy Returns, really quick. I know they're going a little over. Um, before we go into The Mummy Returns, really, sure. really quick. Uh, I want to mention that we skipped over the whole plot of the movie. Because <laughs> that movie is great. Can we just talk about this a little bit longer? Just like another story? Yeah, what do you want to talk about? Um, just the way that all the other archaeologists go down, it's great. Oh, yeah, where like he legit sucks the life out of he them. He sucks the life out of every one of them, and it's great. It's oh, awesome. And he's afraid of cats. And he's afraid of cats. Yeah, and then... He can't what? stand cats. They throw a cat at him, he's like, hey, look! And he turns around, and they chuck the cat at him, he's like, does the face, he's like... <laughs> and then he turns into a sandstorm... Oh, and then there's the old guy. Um, oh, uh, Eric Avari, the curator. No, not that guy. Uh, uh, the the pilot. Oh, the drunken British colonel, yeah. yeah I'm trying to remember his name. Um, uh, I, f- I forget as well. It was like, that's the best, that's the best, that, that's like... Yeah, he's like, I'm the only leftover from the Great Wall out here in Egypt. You go to the base, he's just like sitting there drinking in the desert yeah, with you like don't two really, other people. You really, you know, it's like such a small like fact because it's just like a character that like is kind of left... It's like hanging there for a little bit, and then he misses out on the entire movie, and then they come back. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I've been here the whole time," and it's like, "Okay, well, can you fly uh, us to Hamanatra?" Sure, I can do that. And then he, he dies, dies in the crash. But he wanted to die. Like that's yeah. what he wanted to do. He wanted to go out that way. Yeah, he like that's to... a, a royal uh, a royal way for him. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna look up that guy's name, but uh, but we can go to the we can go to the Mummy Returns. Yeah, Mummy Returns, and yeah, we're gonna play the music again because why because why the hell not? It's great, and I mean. I mean, like we said, this movie's Indiana Jones, it's Tintin, it's, um, Indiana Jones, Adventures of Tintin, Robert E. Howard, it's so much fun. It's great. Mummy Returns, I'd argue, is better than the first one. Oh, I won't. Um, <laughs> I, but I do like The Mummy Returns. Uh, I wouldn't say it's better than, like, it's good, it is very, very good, but it's not, I mean, the original one, it's like... You could see that they were trying to rehash um, some of the themes from the original Mummy. It felt like a little bit of by the book sequel to me. But that being said, it wasn't a bad movie. I love it. Um, I mean, for the love of God. Yeah. It's the first movie with that has Dwayne the Rock Johnson. The long anticipated film review of Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and I was really excited when I found out the Rock was going to be in the mo- sequel to the Mummy. I don't know about you. Uh, I was. Uh, I didn't realize how big of a moment that was. 
Yeah, because it was really the first time, I mean, like, besides Hulk Hogan, that WWE was really letting its talent go off and do movies. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a little different, though, because I think, I don't know, something about this just feels different from the Hulk Hogan cameo, I, from Hulk Hogan, because I think The Rock, The Rock was smart. The Rock was smart. The Rock didn't pick a starring role. Hulk Hogan was starring in movies. Yeah. The Rock only appears in the very beginning of this movie, and then, like, for five minutes at the end. But my God, is he good at it. Which kind of disappointed me, because I figured... He has no speaking roles. I mean, he's got that one, that one stupid line in the, uh, in the beginning. Like, like I, can't, I can't even remember what the, what the language is. It's because it's not Egyptian. Yeah, but... But, that, but then he's, he's all CGI at the end, because I thought he was going to be, like, the main villain, or have a main role in it, and he was going to be going toe-to-toe with the mummy for most of the film. Yeah, I thought that too, but it wasn't. Yeah, and so pretty much in this one, um, Scorpion King, he's this warrior this warrior ruler, tries to conquer the known world, and then uh, fails, um, sells his soul to Anubis, so, and says, hey, let me use your army to conquer the world. I offer you my soul. Anubis says, sure. Then sucks him down to the afterlife. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then... Pretty much, we see the O'Connells again. This time, they're married with a kid, Alex. Alex O'Connell. Alex O'Connell. He's a little, just a little, little bastard. <laughs> He's funny. A little though. piece of shit. Yeah, building a better mousetrap and destroying a temple in the process. Yeah, I mean, that's what he does. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I just want to point out, guys, really quick. I uh, own both the Mummy games uh, on PlayStation. Oh yeah, I forgot there were games of this. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, I, um, I never played them. Uh, the first one, the first game is just so bad. And mm-hmm. the second one is like a little better, but it's like it's a uh, it's like uh, it's like attempting to do like an open world thing. Oh uh, yeah. No, um. No, no. Anyway, uh, yeah, Alex O'Connell. Who? Yeah, I feel like this is where I feel like the movie is good, but I feel like also so the Lion is a good movie, but then they introduce Alex O'Connell, and a part of me is kind of like. Ah, I hate kids in movies. <laughs> I hate them. Get him I, out I, of the movie. I didn't lose the treasure. I just can't find it. Yeah, it's like, all right, kid, we get it. You're cute. Yeah. It's like, kid, we get it. You're cute. But, like, you were doing... The movie was doing fine. Honestly, in my opinion, if you just kept it to just... I, I would... I would... I think it would be great to say that maybe Evie or... Jonathan actually could have been the one that got his hand... It got... So just to give you why I hate Alex O'Connell so much, um, he sticks. He gets his uh, the, the the bracelet, bracelet of Anubis. The bracelet of Anubis. Anubis just fucking up everything for everybody. Bracelet yeah. of Anubis stuck around his arm, and then he's got three days or a week. A week. He's got a week to because it feels like three days. Um, he's got a week to reach uh, the t- temple of the Scorpion King. And uh, I'm I'm sure. Yeah. Or yeah. Or. Uh, he will be eaten alive? Is that what happens? Uh, the bracelet sucks the life out of him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, alright, cool. I don't care about this character. Now, if this happened to Jonathan, I think that would have been a little funnier. Because you, know, you know Jonathan would have taken it, like, very, he, like, he would have panicked from start to finish and it would have been hilarious. Yeah, he could have been kidding. Like, you didn't, you, Alex O'Connell is a waste of a resource, really. Uh, he's like a cute kid who... You know nothing, but Jonathan though it was just the concept of if it happened to Jonathan, one he's dumb enough to get that happen to to him, and two, um, you don't have to add an extra character, and three, it would have actually I think in my opinion added more uh, strife between Evie and Rick as opposed to Alex, which just only reaffirms their love, and it's like that's great, but like, eh, I'm over it. You know, like uh, it just Alex himself is boring. That whole subplot was boring. Yeah, but that, but what we got on that subplot, we got Adewale Akinye Agbaje as Lochna, better known as Killer Croc from Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. Big yeah, black guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I want to point out real quick, real quick, how fast did it take Emotep to resurrect Anoxin Amun in this movie? It took him like 10 minutes. There was The plot tra- of the original mummy was thrown out in 10 minutes. Yeah, but there was nobody trying to... He, you know, there was nobody trying to mess up his efforts this time. Yeah, I know. Actually, I feel or like, nobody in the immediate vicinity. I know. It's just kind of funny that like he was just like, well, I did it. I guess I got to go fight the Scorpion King now. <laughs> <laughs> there really is like no... But let, let's talk about, about Emotep in this case because in, oh, the, yeah, because exactly. in, the, in, the, in the first one we see him, he's like dragged back down to the underworld. Yeah. And, and, like, and like that weird water pit. Yeah, but apparently he's just frozen in amber. Yeah, they never really specified that was the case. And... Not only that, 
there are few witnesses to that. How would they know he's frozen in amber in a specific location? There would have had to have been grave robbers at Hamanoptera in the in the years since. In the yeah, that would have been six years, right? Uh, nine. <clears throat> nine. Oh yeah, nine. Yeah. Well, I mean, more like probably ten or eleven. Yeah, because you got you got to figure Rick and Rick and Evie didn't have kids immediately. Yeah, unless they did. Um, <laughs> uh, they like sex. Uh, yeah. I mean, no. have, have you seen Have you seen Rachel Vice? I'd want, I would not let her leave the bedroom. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, sidebar. Um, so, or just, that was just sidebar, I guess. Anyway, yeah. so, um, yeah, I don't think, I don't think, uh, yeah, they had it like 11 years. I guess the grave robbers could have found something out. I mean, I don't yeah. know. It's not that, I guess it wasn't that hard. Evil yeah. grave robbers got an evil. Grave but either robber. way, it's Egyptian New Year, you're the scorpion, ha ha ha, how fitting. You got Rick's friend Izzy. Who's drives the hot air balloon? Oh yeah, Izzy, the only black person in Egypt, <laughs> and and British at that. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not going with you. I got shot in the ass last time. I mean, there are probably a lot of British people in Egypt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, British and white, British in Egypt. Yeah, um, and her character's supposed to be half Egyptian too. Yeah, yeah, because like, yeah, our British are British are a bunch of colon, uh, colonist imperialist bastards. Yeah, what you are. I'm saying that directly to them. We are not amused. You sound like, yeah. Yeah, but then just like the showdown between Emotep and the Scorpion King, which it's a nice twist because Anubis is like, hey, you want to fight this guy? I'm taking away your powers. You got to fight him like a man. Yeah, that Literally. doesn't turn out well for Emotep at all. And then there's like this whole, this, this whole subplot with the staff of Osiris. Yeah, there are a lot of sub. I think that's really the problem with this movie. There were a lot of subplots. Um, they they should have just made it about Emotep and him just trying to trying to like wreak revenge on everybody. Yeah, or just like you don't have to have Emotep. Honestly, that's probably where it went wrong. You really didn't really need Emotep. You could have had the Alex O'Connell storyline where they're trying to race to the clock to beat the Scorpion King, or you could have had Emotep um, return and try to get revenge on everybody. But you can't. Or do or, or what you could have done, you could have had Emotep return. And help him out against the Scorpion King. Try to like have him play that the other side. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Yeah. Um, actually, that's probably <clears throat> where. I, that's actually kind of what I would have preferred. Is like Emotep comes back and is like, "Yo, straight up, there's a half centaur, there's a half scorpion, half person played by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I can't take him. Yo, I need your help. I need your help, Rick <laughs> O'Connell. Rick O'Connell being like, "Yo, man, I don't trust you because you're an undead creature." And he's like. Yeah, yeah, I know, but like, also, like, I'm not trying to fuck your wife. And not, and not just that. I mean, there's like, there's like the fight scene on the double deck bus. Like, Great scene. That's a fun scene. Yeah. Where oh, they're just crawling up the side double deck. Yeah. It was like really any reason to get them in England. I, England was it was fine by me. Yeah, and then you got um, O'Connell. They're they're destroying the car. Oh no, not my car! Come on, man. No, he says he he no he says it a little bit stronger than that. He's like, not. The car. Because that was such a cliche line during that time period. Everybody being upset about the cars being destroyed. Yeah. Everyone from Batman to James Bond. Everyone was upset that their car was getting destroyed. 2001 was the year of everybody getting their car destroyed. Yeah. Anywho. Um, and there was there was a Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, which... I'm not I, talking about that. I watched 20 minutes and I stopped. I'm not talking... Let's, let's go back to the Mummy Returns. Or let's go back to the Mummy. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about it. Should we pull up some trivia for me? Yeah, sure. All right. You want to yeah. try, try to quiz me? See if I can answer anything? Uh, okay. Actually, we should do this. We'll do this. We'll, we'll try to quiz each other on different movies. No one. Okay. Uh, the mom- All right. So here we go. I'm going to pull it up. We'll f- well, I'm pulling up trivia right now, folks. This is spontaneous. All right. Um, hey, I'll, guys. I'll leave enough IMDb. Um, 1999 Mummy, 7 out of 10. That was the rating they gave it. That's good, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not a great movie. It's just a cold call. It's a fun movie. But it's like, what do you want? It was one of like... It's a movie starring Brendan Fraser called The Mummy. Like, you guys really thought art was going to happen? No, it's a fun <laughs> movie. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, and then this this is a movie that kind of got Brendan Fraser the deal with um, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Yeah, and you know who took over for him afterwards? The, the Rock. Rock. <laughs> Brendan Fraser just. Oh, came. this was nominated for an Oscar too. Yeah, I think sound direction. That sound, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. Now. <laughs> every movie's every movie is nominated for the Academy Award for sound direction. If you All can right. make a movie, you get it automatically get nominated for sound direction. Oh, here's here's one with a. Uh, Here's one uh, with your boy, Benny. Okay. Uh, in one scene, Benny is shown with a sack full of gold, which he's trying to load onto a camel, and Benny pulls the camel by the reins, but the camel doesn't budge. The camels all, for some reason, hated Kevin J. O'Connor. That's funny. Yeah. We all hate Kevin J. O'Connor. Yeah. Um, 
That's funny. That's actually, that's a perfect, that's a perfect shot. According that. to director Steven Summers, Universal phoned him the morning after the movie was released and said, we need another one. Really? Yeah. I mean, probably, yeah. That movie made a lot of money. And they even made like $426 million or something like that? Yeah, something like that. I mean, I could look that up. It, it made a lot. I mean, even The Mummy Returns. The Mummy Returns made $433 million. I'm sorry, what was that? The Mummy Returns made $433 million. Oh. The Mummy itself made four hundred fifteen million, over a box office a budget of eighty million. So they, uh, five they made back five times their investment. Yeah, the scene the scene in the beginning where Imhotep is mummified freaked out actor Arnold Vosloo. He had to be in bandages for four hours to film the scenes where he's wrapped in bandages and put in his tomb. Yeah, that that would drive me nuts as well. Wait, how long was he? How long was he under makeup for for some of those scenes? Like especially the scene where like you have person. Oh, that, that was mostly CGI. Was it? Yeah, that, I mean, that, that, I'm pretty sure that was all CGI, so... Alright, I mean, it's 1999. Yeah. Uh, oh. Uh, here's, here's some trivia. Who was offered the role of Rick O'Connell before uh, Brendan Fraser? It wasn't Tom Cruise. It was not Tom Cruise. It was, a, it was an Academy Award winner. Kevin Costner? No. No. Uh, give me a hint. Uh, <laughs> he, won, he won his Oscar fairly recently. Leonardo DiCaprio? That's right. Oh, wow. Leonardo DiCaprio was... Leonardo DiCaprio was a little young at that time, though. He uh, was in, like, 25. 25, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio was rumored to have been offered the role of Rick O'Connell. It is, it's believed DiCaprio was said to have loved the script and wanted to be in the film... Nice. ...but had already agreed to star in The Beach. <laughs> it's, also said that, it's also said that DiCaprio asked if The Beach could be delayed so he could film The Mummy, but producers refused, and then filming got delayed anyway. That's... So funny. Um, yeah, but then we yeah. wouldn't have had Brendan Fraser, which is fine. Well, I mean, of course. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, man. That guy is... No, how old is... Wait, hang on. How old is Leo? Leo is 40. Right, just about, yeah. Uh, Brendan Fraser is 50. Oh, wow. Leonardo DiCaprio is 42. Brendan Fraser is 48. What And what's Fraser, Brendan Fraser done recently? Uh, Crash. Yeah, but that that was. Oh, he also. I mean, Journey to the Earth. That was two thousand eight. Um, I can look. Right. I mean, I can look that up. Hang on a second. He's probably not doing anything. I think he retired or something. I think he's depressed. Oh yeah, I heard something about Brendan Fraser. He like can't get a job. That's, that's a His, shame. His like life is ruined. It's really sad. Oh, he's he's got a two TV series coming up though. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, yeah, trust. He's him. probably got money, but like. I heard I've heard some things about it. it really did break my heart that Brendan Fraser is not doing very well. Um, like some there was like a, a, a like an article where it was just like Brendan Fraser is just a sad man who can't who's just really sad. Um, yeah. He just like couldn't he just couldn't. I mean, hopefully TV will be good for him. I love Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I mean, hey, maybe we could get him on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, he's probably looking for something to do. Yeah. Um, I do feel really bad. Yeah. Brendan Fraser. Oh, and then the Dazzle. Yeah. He really made some bad choices. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but hey, 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 let me just, let's just see if we can end this on a positive note, because I do like, I do like Brendan Fraser. Um, oh, God. Let's see. Oh, yeah, this is a TMT. He, uh, he has, he has, he's made about 200, oh, he has to pay about $205,000 a month over divorce bill. Oh, child support, yeah. Uh, poor guy. I mean, it's not bad. It's a, that's a lot of money. Uh, oh, he did Monkey Bone, too. He did Monkey Bone. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, but you know what? Oh, wow. Ha-ha. <laughs> the Trust is going to... He's going to be starring with Hilary Swank and Donald Sutherland. Oh, all I think right. people are starting to take... I think people are starting to jump on TV a little bit. We should start reviewing TV shows. Maybe we could do that. We could do Stranger Things. I need to watch season two, seriously. I love Stranger Things. But anyway, um, moving on. Um, we're not yeah. really talking about the Emperor, the Emperor's Tomb. No, we're not. I, dude, I watched 20 minutes of it. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't do it. But just the same, uh, these movies were a lot of fun. Yeah, That's all great. I can say. They're great. Yeah, I mean, uh, we did, we, you yes. love, I love Indiana Jones. I love shooting guns. I love Wilhelm screams. I love witty dialogue. I love Boris Karloff. I love the ride of this movie, Universal. Oh, it's such a fun ride. Yeah. Yeah, where it moves really fast backwards. Yeah. Because Emotep's going to kill you. Yeah, and, and his face just pops up. And it's yeah. like, ah! Oh my god, so yeah. My mom loves that ride, too. My mom loves the mummy. <laughs> yeah. Um, any, anyway, so 
That has been our Halloween month, folks. Um, let us know what you thought about it on Twitter. Uh, video underscore Vault PC. Like us on Facebook as well. Also, yo, check out, just real quick, go back to our Hell in a Cell, I mean, uh, our uh, TLC podcast really quick, especially if you're one of our wrestling fans. And note that I called the Survivor Series card. 100% right down the middle. Yeah, Last three minutes of it. I've, just, I've been bragging about it, but no one listens to me because we like niche things. All right. Uh, yeah. Take us back to... Yeah. Um, but... So- so much fun. I mean, I, I'd watch it for for Jonathan alone, honestly, because he's hilarious. Jonathan's great. Making the mummies dance, laying in the coffin with them. I mean, yeah, he's great. He's a great character. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, um, so since since Halloween month took a lot out of us, folks, we're probably not going to be back until late next week because we need to catch up with some sleep. Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah. Um, got anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, if you're in New Orleans, I'm going to be in New Orleans uh, from the 15th to the 20th, if you want to check that out. Hey, what, what's going on in New Orleans? Uh, I'm going to be at Hell Yes Fest uh, for Improv Festival. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, also, uh, yeah, I'm going to start shooting some videos, uh, so I'll give you guys some links to that very soon. Um, and, I don't know, Twitter, but we'll get <laughs> to that part later. Uh, you can follow us on the podcast, like I said before, it's video underscore vault PC. You can like, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, and this is new. We are now available on Stitcher. That's right. So if you don't have tell the iTunes store, tell, go tell go them, on Stitcher. We got it. it's still it's still completely free. You get access to our entire uh, archive of episodes. Yep. Uh, this will be going up on Halloween, and it is the night before Halloween right now. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, JB's World three two eight six. Sorry, Josh. You can do that one more time. Um, it is actually technically Halloween now. Oh yeah, it's after midnight. Okay. Happy Halloween, guys. Anyway, yeah, what was your Twitter again? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at jbsworld3286 and your Twitter, my friend. Uh, so my Twitter is at the worst boy, boy with an I at the end, B-O-I, the worst boy. Yeah, uh, we will probably be back next week. Maybe we'll talk Thor Ragnarok. Maybe we'll talk something else entirely. Maybe we'll talk later. So, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, talk, we'll talk a bunch of stuff. Look, all right, just leave us alone. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we we do this we've for, given you a lot. We do this for you. Yeah, we do this for you. Love <laughs> us. <laughs> Alright. Uh, don't forget to lock up, everyone. Don't lock Have a good up. night. Uh, wait, shoot. I gotta lock up, right? Yeah, lock okay. up. Yeah, don't forget the. Yeah. Alright, you know Stop what you giving mean? the keys to homeless Pete. <laughs> Alright, I hate that guy. <laughs> Alright. Alright, don't, don't forget to lock, lock up, folks. Have a good night.